that shows the real level of delusion that you have about people's perception of you. Everybody loves me, right? I'm like, uh, I think I'm a really great comic, really uh, well accomplished. I am um, the esteem of all my friends, and, and we're all friends, right? We're all, we're all friends. Um, <laughs> All right, guys. All right, guys. This is—it's been a great bit. But, uh, I gotta—I gotta, I gotta go and cut myself. Just can I have a microphone? Because I didn't have one the last. I was living one big lie. She fucking hates me. Trust, she fucking hates me. You are listening to Brief Interviews with Hideous Men. I am your host, Jez Watts. Welcome back once again uh, for uh, this week's episode. Uh, Pretty fun, pretty fun episode uh, this week. Uh, No one crazy high on mushrooms like uh, the last week's episode, but um, we get into some pretty uh, pretty intriguing stuff and we have a bit of fun. We we try to get Glenn a date, uh, which uh, please anyone, anyone who is out there, uh, who is willing to have sex with Glenn Grimwood. Uh, we just, you know, he's a great guy. Uh, we want the best for him. Um, you know, maybe you're, maybe you're what he deserves. He's going to be mad at me for saying this, but God damn it. Somebody fuck him. Come on. Come on guys. We, if we all pull together, we can, we can get this dude laid. He's just, uh, he's too, uh, unassuming. He's, he's too, uh, unforward. Uh, to um, he's backward. He's uh, he's uh, a backward, uneducated slob. Uh, no, he's great. He's a, he's a fantastic dude. Um, so this is a, a fun episode. We're going to talk about uh, a, a bunch of stuff um, about uh, comedians and coffee getting cars, uh, which is uh, one of the best uh, inventions I've I've ever heard of, and 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 uh, just just some sort of random. Uh, business like no no real overarching theme to the podcast uh, this week, but uh, but it's a fun time. Uh, before uh, before we get into it, I just want to remind you guys you can go to the Infinite Jest website, infinitejest.com.au. This week we have uh, we have uh, some pictures and uh, and links to like the music that's on the episode and also to the to the guests and whatnot. Um, so we're starting to sort of uh, provide a bit more uh, to you guys if you want to go uh, to the website and check it out. Uh, we've got some cool. things things uh coming up as a company as well if you're based in perth so there's there's some cool new shows that are going to be uh be uh be coming out uh so check those things on the website also uh but uh yeah without that um i think uh that's that's pretty much all we need to talk about um yeah let's let's go into the episode shall we let's go into the interview itself uh so uh this is episode four episode five episode five of brief interviews with hideous men uh oh fuck what is the name of the episode what are we going to call uh this one this one is going to be called slow episode five slow death march towards poverty enjoy Yeah, that, that sounds like a pretty direct, like, hey, take me to a thing. 
Yes. Just calm and fucking have fun. No, no. What attitude is that? Here you're working as well. It's a better environment. If you were having sex with someone, would you say, oh, just come? That's what I do. (laughs) Jesus. Yeah, after three hours, you get pretty tired. Um, Okay. Glenn Uh, bugs for a long time and poorly. (laughs) Because I'm just not attractive. It takes ages to get them off. It's not a thing about my stamina. Yeah. Um, but no, this, I mean, I I would take that as a, an indication that she wants to hang out with you. Like she's, I mean, the very she's literally she saying, "I want to spend know, time with spend you, time with you, and hang in out a fun with you. environment." Yeah. And she wants you to take her to a comedy show. It's not like let's go to a comedy show together. So that's actually more implicit than she anything. Wants you to use your strong arms to physically take her, <laughs> lift take her, her off the ground. Take her at a... <laughs> just defy Newton's laws of gravity, just take her off the ground and then just bring her to uh, the comedy underground every Thursday. Okay, so, uh, <laughs> so which, which, which comedy nights would be a good one other than just to take someone to? Comedy because underground actually say, would be good. Like, because the other ones I can get in for free maybe and be like a whole big shot. I think you can get in yeah, uh, the comedy underground. A ground for free. Yeah, you get it free anyway. Comedy night. <laughs> oh, oh. Hey, the roast never ends. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad it has. <laughs> uh, well, I'll just send a whole bunch of things. So you're just going to send her like a list of nights? No, I, no, 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 I, I think no, 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 no. You're no. better served picking yeah, one. Pick and one specific being, one. Being a strong, like, sort of, uh, will, like, f- sort of forceful, masculine. Well, like, if I just say there's something, that fucking methodology, I think it's better to just be. Specific and I think that's easier for her if you just say, "What about we go to such and such?" If she says she can't go that day, you can give her another option. But if you give her a, like five things, like, "Hey, let's do this, 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 or this," she doesn't know comedy. She doesn't know what the Perth comedy scene is. She doesn't could, know which of those things she wants could, to go to. Can we possibly get a female perspective on this question? Have you have you oh, have you not been listening to this dumb conversation we've been having at all? No, she's got better things to do. <laughs> ah, fair enough. Yeah, that's yeah, all. Just say, look, I know this is a great place. Um, in case you don't, uh, the comedy is not your cup of tea. They do a great salmon steak. Uh, yeah, just shit like that. Where's that? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Some place that does a great salmon steak, I guess. Because then it shows I like fish. Oh, I knew boy. he was going to say that. I fucking knew he was going to say that. Well, fuck. Uh, yeah, just send it back. I like fish. Oh. <laughs> uh. Yeah, don't no, please don't um, send that. No, he won't. He won't do that. He won't do that. No, oh, little oh, little bad um, with his red cheeks. Well, so don't, just, like, when did she send this message? Uh, like uh, three days ago, thirty or something. Yeah. Are you going to be like, don't be too eager? No, no, no. Don't don't be like, don't like leave it till tomorrow or whatever. Like, yeah, just send a message back, and then you can get yeah. in a conversation about it. Yeah, just treat it like you're just having a regular conversation. You know how like women are people. Yeah, absolutely. See, don't ask for days. Do it sooner rather than later. Let's work. Send it. Let's workshop this message right now. Yeah, let's 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 get this phone out on the table, and we'll all contribute one word. No, be like an improv exercise. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. One word story. Nah. All right. Well, let's let's suggest that we would have done a one word story, Uh, Sunny. um, This is the message back. And what was the what was the message you received? Uh, basically, we're just just as uh, which comedy night can you take me to? All right, Sonny, one word story. I'd say, well, let's go. I'm not in this. I'm not in this. I'm learning. All right, Sonny. To the comedy <laughs> underground. This 
completes my Thursday. It's <laughs> <laughs> pretty good. Thanks, guys. That's pretty good. That's, that's, that's fucking great. <laughs> well, no, I think I think like let's go to the comedy underground this Thursday. Yeah, that's actually that's, totally that's a fine. Like, yeah, yeah. Also, it's yeah. simple. It's direct. I'm, you know, I'm it's, hosting that. It's so a few days away, so it's not like a Pokemon themed show. I don't know if you're into Pokemon, but yeah, it's a thing. Let's not jazz up oh, too yeah, much. So message yeah. back. Hey, uh, do you like Pokemon? <laughs> <laughs> no, just be simple and straightforward, and say, "What about we go to the Comedy Underground this Thursday?" And then you can swan in. Sonny will greet you on the door. And be like, Glenn, oh, my friend. They can give you like a two-handed handshake. They can have like a big tracking shot that follows you. Yeah, and yes. Like you go through, uh, through yep. the back door, yep. talk to the uh, bartender. Enjoy, enjoy Patrick Thompson. <laughs> it's like, hey, yeah. fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can be your Joe Pesci in this situation. <laughs> have you ever been stabbed something in the funny, pen before? Something funny about me? Hey, hey, you think I'm funny? <laughs> what am I, a clown? <laughs> and then I'll stab you with a pen. Yeah, and then Michael Imperioli will get shot in the foot, and then later while he was recovering, he'll he'll complain about the fact that he got shot in the foot, and then Jez as Joe Pesci will kill him, and yeah. then we'll have to dispose of the body. And then I'll complete my thing. Have you seen Goodfellas? <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Message it back. Has Is that where Goodfellas? the guy gets angry and beats the shit out of the guy with a baseball bat at the table? Oh, that's the Untouchables. That is um, the Untouchables, yes. Um, but it also has Robert De Niro. But the thing with the pen, killing a guy with a pen, I think I've seen that. Well, that was that's from Goodfellas, right? Uh, I'm, I'm it's definitely in the dark. No, that's a pencil in the Dark Knight. Yeah, no, the I pencil mean, is the Joker. Like, I think the pen is. I think maybe yeah, he stabs a guy in the neck with a pen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's the guy who's like, oh, what am I, a fucking clown in the bar? And yeah. then he just grabs like a pen and just like stabs him to death. Yeah. Spoiler alert for Goodfellas. Sorry, yeah, for anyone who has not yet seen Goodfellas, yeah, he doesn't stab the guy. He just he just blows it off as like a like a bluff. Like, well, yeah, during the scene, it gets blown off. But does that guy? Oh, yes, I'm pretty sure he hacks his neck. Oh, actually, well, no, it's Ray Liotta that he's having a go at for yeah, saying Ray, he's funny. Ray Liotta was the one. He's oh. like, ah, it's so funny, it's so funny. And then oh, so I've, yeah, so I've yeah. completed that whole movie yeah. <laughs> into just one scene. <laughs> hmm. Hmm. Anyway, edit point. Um. <laughs> <laughs> edit point, the podcast. Um, hey, so Ben. Yeah. Uh, what did you think about the roast battle tonight? Um, I, you know what? I, I actually really enjoyed it. I thought there was some um, great jokes on both sides. Um, I think I'm going to have my work cut out for me when I destroy you in a few weeks' time. Sure, yeah. I'm going to go down swinging. Yeah, that's, of that's, course. You were wearing boxing gloves today. Uh, <laughs> I, it's always been my plan. Yeah, uh, yeah. I have, to I, th- I have to think of an entirely new outfit for you, though. Of course, yeah. yeah. Um, so you're really going to stick to the, like, compensating for your poor joke writing with... Ostentatious showmanship. Yeah, you know, I need something. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta have something. You've got, you've got your opening ready. That's your opening joke ready to go. So it has to be original material. That's already been put out in the podcast. So okay, yeah, that's yeah, fine. fine. Um, no, I, I, um, I would like everyone um, to sort of play into the pageantry of it. I like that whole sort of professional wrestling level. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. um, so how come I wasn't privy to that requirement to wear? It's not a requirement. Uh, you know, if you wanted to, I, mean, I was yeah. going to say like, oh, if you wanted to put you in are, the work, you are wearing a jacket that a boxer would training if that counts I guess I mean I I guess I mean you fucking destroyed me anyway I mean it's it's not like anything mattered that's Um, true but no like uh, Sarah Young uh, she's gonna go up against Gerard Maroney (laughs) oh man which uh, is a fight Gerard asked for (laughs) Um, and just for anyone who listens to the podcast who's not aware of who these people are that is insane as a move on his part and he's been like talking smack to her when he like walks by like I'm gonna destroy you so that's gonna be a very one sided fight yeah Yeah, for sure he's an incoherent guy (laughs) 
<laughs> in general. But um, yeah, so uh, what Sarah wants to do is actually like record, like you know, like the pre-fight face-off that oh, they yeah, have. Yeah, yeah. Like she wants to like record that as like a clip that they put out. Um, and sort of have that and maybe play at the start of the show. Mm-hmm. And I like that too. Like, I- Are they going to do a weigh-in as well? <laughs> I mean... <laughs> Gerard's probably too self-conscious for that. Yeah, he hasn't been doing his he yoga. He can cry first. <laughs> <laughs> He'll be crying afterwards, certainly. Uh, but no, I think that'll be a really fun uh, battle. But we haven't got any- anyone else lined up. Like, uh, so, it's, so it's Gerard and Sarah and then me versus Glenn and then me versus you. Uh, oh, I think you versus Glenn is next and then uh-huh. Gerard versus Sarah. So me versus Glenn is next week or is that... No, that's like uh, September 5, I think. Right. Uh, we've had some uh, expressions of interest for other battles. Yeah, some EOIs, as they're called in the biz. Yeah, Indeed. I asked Sonny uh, about who he would want to go, and he gave some suggestions of who his next ones could so be. So, Sonny, who would you like to fight? Well, I told Glenn. Who do you um, think you can beat? Well, it's not about well, everyone that. at this it's stage. About, it's not really about that, but um, <laughs> I did tell Glenn if I had to go up against anyone, I'd probably say uh, either one of the two Jeffs, Jeff Hewitt or Jeff Staten. Wow, yeah. Jeff Stanton. Just saying, although I feel like I don't want to go into. I feel like if it were to go up against Jeff Stanton or even Nick Hunter, that would sort of go into very ageist material, yeah. I don't, I don't want to be like, you know, the young buck that. I would imagine either of those guys would focus a lot on your ethnicity, though, right? Like, they, oh, yeah, they yeah. both do race jokes That's just as a matter of course. So, maybe, so just going to be doing ageist material and they'll be doing Asian material. That's pretty much that's good contribution. Really, really glad you jumped <laughs> yeah. in on that one. Oh, it was, it was so worth it. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I'd say probably say Jeff Hewitt, Des Pondent. Oh yeah, yeah. that's interesting. The Battle of, Battle of the Dead Pants. Do, if it adjusts, um, I haven't seen him around. Yeah, he very rarely um, comes. I, I don't know if he has like work on Monday. It's a tantric or... thing, I think. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, Jeff Hewitt, Devers, Pondent, and I did say one other person. Who was the other? Are you, are you concealing them from the podcast, or uh, you just can't remember who they are? I just can't remember who they are. So, uh, what's this little uh, cross conversation on? that's going on here? Yeah. Glenn, can you remember who I talked about? No, sorry, Glenn. What is it? What is it, Glenn? Uh, it's just it looked like she was saying something like she could get you discounts at HS, and you're just like, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, Roy, are you being a dick? And then it's like, Jez is like, what's going on? What's this cross-conversation? And now I'm asking you, and now it's on mic, and now it's all weird. And yeah, and then I asked Glenn to recap it, and that's what he's been doing. That's what it looked like. Uh, Alyssa coming to me and saying, hey, Roy, I can get some discounts. I was like, oh, sorry, I prefer to give my money to local businesses instead of just uh, cheaping out and doing coupons. Which she stole, by the way. Don't know how she stole them. She did. And then you came over my fucking grill and were like, oh, Rory, suck my dick. I'm not in your really. fucking grill, man. I just it looked like you were being a dick, and I wanted to be a part. Uh, of it. I'm sorry, I'm <laughs> Jack's right here. Uh, what's more grilled, me or the burgers, Glenn? Hmm? <laughs> roast battle, roast battle, roast battle. I, I, think, that. I, uh, I think it's actually a grill battle. <laughs> oh, oh. oh, that's right, Nat to Maynard. Oh, yeah. oh, I'd so like to see Jeff, that battle. Jeff, Nat, or Des. Des. Yeah. yeah, I'd like to see you versus Nat. Yeah, it's gonna be hard. Because I feel like Nat has a very, I don't want to say lovable, but he just, yeah, he he appeals to the right demographic. Like he appeals to several... Well, but no, for sure he's like a charismatic dude, yeah, but yeah. I mean, if your jokes are funnier, you'll, you'll, you'll definitely win. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And to put it in, say, wrestling terms, like he's the baby face, you could be the heel. Yeah, for and sure. And people love a good heel, you know? You could, uh, 
You're just going to make it's it work? Healers. Who's a wrestler who was a heel? Heel is like uh, the bad guy. Ah, yeah, right. so he's a, yeah, he's a popular character, but like he's the one you sort of boo against. Yeah, whereas oh. the yeah the face is like the hero, I suppose. Oh, okay. Yeah, so yeah. like, how are you? Like, how you were the heel tonight? Yeah, tonight I'm, I'm always. <laughs> it doesn't matter what I try and be. Uh, I'm always the heel. Yeah. yeah. I really thought yeah. when I did that Rocky music, I was like, yeah, everyone's going to cheer for me. Uh, I'm the underdog. No, I'm just a yeah. dog. I'm just that, a dog. That shows the real level of delusion that you have about people's <laughs> perception of you. Everybody loves me, right? Like, uh, <laughs> I think I'm a really great comic, really uh, well accomplished. <laughs> I um, charismatic. <laughs> I the esteem of all my friends, and, and we're all friends, right? We're all, we're all friends. Um, <laughs> All right, guys. <laughs> All right, guys. This is—it's been a great bit. But, uh, I gotta—I gotta, I gotta go and cut myself. <laughs> yeah, Jess, can I have a microphone? Because I didn't have one to laugh into. <laughs> You're gonna hog it to yourself, which is a bit, you know. Anyway, you can have it back. That's my bit over. Oh, it's good to laugh. It's good to laugh. Oh man. Um, actually, no. I think Ooh. Jeff said he wanted to do a, a uh, compliment battle. Compliment battle. Yeah. yeah, I'm not that interested in compliments. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, I just don't have any experience with them. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, yeah. I, I think the compliment battle, like while it can be funny, it's it's, it's a lot more funny for the comedians as yeah, well because yeah. it's mm. like it's inverting this sort of like well understood paradigm of the roast. Where you're like, oh yeah, look how funny this is that we're switching it up. Whereas, like for an audience, it's maybe just more funny to have the straight, understandable roast jokes. Roasting, yeah. Um, I get confused. Like the cop of the battle is the point to one up each other, or just to like paint the other person as just like. I think. I think it is to like sort of really like. I think that's the sort of joke of it is that you sort of go more and more absurdist, right? Right, right. Which, yeah, is certainly your wheelhouse. Yeah. Um, what uh, what's been going on over here, guys? <laughs> Roy is just like opening the like the layers of his burger and showing me and going, "Look at that! <laughs> oh, look at that!" And then licked his fingers. <laughs> uh, so Ben, uh, you haven't been paid in two months. Sorry, uh, sorry oh, I asked Michael Ben. I will be funny after I'm done eating. Like I got a, I got a story to tell. Actually, uh, like I said, when I'm done eating. All right, well, let's whet it my appetite. Yeah. Let's um, go. Hello. So Ben, you haven't been paid in two months. Yep. How are you living? Not well. Not um, living large. Not living large. Um, yeah, like um, it's been a it's been a slow. I've been paid double for the last two months. Go fuck yourself. It's been a slow <laughs> death march towards poverty um, that I've been. I mean, I say poverty. Yeah, but you still live in a house you don't pay rent for. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. I'm still living a life of luxurious privilege. And how many bottles of wine are you drinking on average a day? Uh, none. I haven't had anything to drink in like the last like four days. I did notice you shaking actually. Yeah, <laughs> you need that's to right. I've got the delirium tremens coming on pretty bad. <laughs> Um, no, I mean, it's actually kind of good having this imposed. It's kind of like when my... Like you uh, become austere now. I suppose. It's it's kind of like... I guess my addiction to things is only really perpetuated by my ability to consume. Like, I'm not going to go yeah. and, like... I'm not going to, you know, go and fucking rob a bank to continue drinking wine. Um, but it's kind of like, like when my weed dealer kind of shut up shop. And I was like, well, I don't have an easy way to buy weed anymore so I just stopped smoking weed yeah uh, unless we were hanging out yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, oh by the way before I go <laughs> hey uh, 
I just I just engineered the social situation so that I could. Uh, yeah, I did. I, I did see a lot more of you for a little time. <laughs> oh, look, like Ben and yeah, I every becoming, day becoming good friends again. No. I oh, know I've implicated myself. God damn it. Uh, um, right. We're playing characters. Yeah, of course. Yeah, that's right. Everything said on this podcast is a fictionalized, uh, long form improv uh, <laughs> shared reality uh, that we're all taking part in. And now in. for our next guest, McNulty. McNulty! Ben Molly, thank God you're here. <laughs> <laughs> this is a plane. You're going to fly it. You're the captain. Okay, that's fine. I've actually done several hours of flight school, so I can probably land this thing safely. What what plane are we in? Is this a 737? It's a 738. That's not... Rory, that's, <laughs> that's not a type of plane. Are you sure we're on a plane right now? No, it's a plane. I've only just... It's brand new. Also, hold, so on, that a, a hold on a second. Hold on a second. How have. did I just arrive on the plane while it was in the air? No, because uh, in Thank God You're Here, what they do is... Yeah, they open a door and you come out. So did I open a door onto a plane? No, you like the the cockpit, you know. So I was already there. flying the plane in this in Both this reality that you're trying to construct. All right, no, no, no. We found you. Yeah, we found you as a stowaway. Oh, okay. In the bathroom. Yeah. Yeah, and you were drunk. And, of course. And, and, you know, so it's just like the, the Denzel Washington film Flight. And I, I would, have not seen a it. drunk pilot. Uh, that is yeah, actually yeah, playing on this flight. We've cut out a lot of the scenes. That's you come out of the lavatory. Uh, uh, the stewardess's um, uh, vag- vaginal juice all over your nice coat. You see a door. Yeah. I- what do you approach the door. What do you do? <laughs> uh, I go through the door. I am eaten by a Gru. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. You have to unlock the door. It is the uh, cockpit. I unlock the door to the cockpit. Do you, you do not have a key. A key. Um. Search. You find a box cutter. <laughs> take box cutter. You take the box cutter. Uh, attack lock with box cutter. You attack the lock. The lock breaks. Hey. Open door. You find your co-pilot uh, dead after having committed a apparent suicide. Uh, investigate wounds. Oh, it's a bullet wound. Someone on this plane has a gun. Oh, no. Um, uh, closed door. You close the door. Sit in co-pilot seat. Oh, wait. Pilot seat or co-pilot seat? Which one was the other guy in? Uh, there's only one seat on this plane, so yeah. it's the- This is a 737. There's two There's two seats. It's a 738. It's a new... <laughs> <laughs> so, there's you only sit- one seat for the two pilots. You sit okay, in the seat take body out of seat. Ah, yes. You take the body out of the seat. Okay, look note. Uh, the note says, Thank no one you're here because there is no God in the sky. <laughs> well, what that's do cryptic. you do? Uh, ignore note. <laughs> you ignore the note. Sit in chair. Fly plane. Which chair? The pilot's chair. Okay. You do that. You receive a text message. You look at it. It says, hey, I'm just really busy on Monday nights. Uh, you know, my weekends, I like to go hard. <laughs> uh, you want to take this girl out to a comedy night. What do you say? Um, respond to text with the following. Hey, Let's go to the Comedy Underground on Thursday night. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> she says, yes. The plane falls into a dead spin as you pull out your phone. Don't you know you're not allowed phones on planes, Ben? The yeah. navigation system breaks. Yeah. Um, th- uh, throw phone away. <laughs> you throw the phone out the window. <laughs> the world is doomed because it's unrecyclable. Oh, uh, pull back on yoke of... That's what it's called. It's called a yoke. Oh, okay. The rocky, it breaks. Mi- the rocky music plays. all over your face. 
And scene. <laughs> Great scene, guys. Yep. Improv! Yay! Comedy Underground every Thursday. That's right, Jules. Correct. Anyway, right I'm going to give Rory. this back to uh, Glenn because I haven't finished my burger. Right, get to the story, Rory. Uh, so I'll just narrate this for the podcast. Uh, ben Mulvey just ate a burger out of Rory Banchel's hand. And yep. it, it's arousing. It was, it was very tasty. It was a good? Well, the burgers are better on Hungry Jacks. I'll tell you what's not great. It's a ham dog. Actually, <laughs> ham dog did taste good going in. It just it did. It ruined my day. Mm. But like when I ate it, I was very pleasantly surprised. I found the frankfurter in the ham dog disconcertingly soft. Yeah, it was a bit mushy. A little yeah. Bit, yeah, a little bit mushy. Mm. Although, I mean, we work, we work at IKEA and their frankfurters are crazy mushy. Really, it's, I yes. love I love IKEA hot dogs. Really, They're, I find them generally pretty oh, okay. firm, pretty taut. I found them, yeah, very mushy. Like because we uh, we wrote a, a sketch for them, and mm-hmm. like in them, I I said that like, so you, you wrote a sketch for IKEA. Yeah, so IKEA approached uh, Glenn and I and uh, Cameron because mm-hmm. uh, they have like this sort of uh, yearly. I think they call it like a kickoff or whatever. Where they talk about all the stuff that's happening throughout the year and just oh, it's our 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 projects and policies mm-hmm. for the for the year going ahead and they sort of wanted to to break them up this year with some fun uh versions of, like i guess reinterpretations of what they're talking about in a serious way mm-hmm. uh so uh we are one of the people who are who are doing this so we wrote uh, like a series of three sketches that sort of covered all this like what is it sustainability yeah energy, essentially energy, saving energies cutting costs uh it's fucking boring like it's boring it's boring we worked uh, from like for, a table sure. of uh, like a plan like, yeah, I mean, when we sort of, and when we sat down, uh, they said, like, here's the, all the subject matter we need to cover, all this, like, sustainability. Oh, sorry, Rory, go. Uh, is there a sketch on how to build the furniture? Because it just keeps falling apart. <laughs> am I right? Like, they give you instructions. There's no words. What am I supposed to do with slot A and slot B? Uh, I don't think so. When <laughs> you character. Yeah, it's a pretty, I actually it's, built a lot of furniture. I love it. I love IKEA a, furniture. It's really good. It's well. What's thank, the name of that character? Thank you. Huh? Oh, uh, shitty dad. Shitty <laughs> dad. <laughs> I hate IKEA furniture, and I beat my kids. <laughs> I've got two microphones. Whoa. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so we had to like uh, like cover all these things, uh, and uh, then when, when we sat down like with one of the managers, who's like, oh, we'll get these uh, comedians to write these mm-hmm. things. Uh, he said, oh, and by the way, I want to be dressed as a pencil the entire time. <laughs> Is uh, that the reason there was that photo? Of- <laughs> there was a photo of Glenn with a man-sized pencil. Yeah. If I, if I said, we'll put that up on the website. No. <laughs> yeah. So he's like, "All right, I want to be dressed as a pencil." And he had the biggest grin on his face, where it's just like, "This is going to be so funny." And we're like, "Okay, all right." And he's like, "Oh, and yeah. also, do you reckon- I, I want to be wearing sunglasses at some point mm-hmm. too?" So he wants to be a, su- a pencil. How much do you think this whole sketch thing is just a cover for him to express his? He's very fetishistic desire to be a pencil. Well, at one point, a cool I, pencil that wears sunglasses. At one point, we get Glenn to like manhandle him to the ground and shove uh-huh, uh, yep. chips into his mouth. Okay, yeah, this and- is. He loves it. He's so excited. He he really like feels like this is maybe his new calling. I don't know. No, I I think what has happened here is you guys have been Shanghai'd into uh, basically taking part in someone else's fetish video. Have you noticed yourself doing a lot of uh, sketch videos on like choking safety? 
<laughs> Any auntie to jerk him harder? <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, there was mm. a little bit of that. He plays the baby pencil, you play the daddy pencil, so he just yells, choke me I daddy. I think he's inceptioned me, though, because, like, we went away and wrote this, and then we got back, and he was so pleased. So, like, he's put these ideas in our minds. Yeah. Yeah. It's actually uh, quite an impressive feat from him. Um, yeah, he's like a... I forget um, why I brought this up at all. That's a lot like Inception, except they did impressive stuff in Inception. I'm I'm pretty impressed with that pencil picture. Didn't you say that he specifically said that he wanted to be dressed as a pencil? That's yeah, not really inceptioning the idea. That's more just giving an instruction. Yeah. <laughs> How yeah, long did really. it take for him to make the pencil costume, or did he already have it? No, it's like a it's the IKEA pencil costume. Yeah. Ah. It's like a mascot for them. See. They've got that and an Allen key. And uh, is and the Allen key's name Allen? We did write that joke, and we were taking it out. <laughs> we did it to, so we did it today. We did because uh, it's like we did uh, three times of the sketch today, and then three tomorrow, and then three the day after. So I, we got to make some edits and whatnot. But yeah, I wrote that joke, and I was so disappointed in myself. Mm-hmm. And then when it didn't land, I was like, "Good, all right, <laughs> that's that's what it deserves. It's nothing." Yeah. Okay. Well, you didn't have to dress me down that much. Well, no, no, but it was uh, it was all right. So it was because uh, he's the pencil. Glenn's mm-hmm. playing like a, a mad scientist mm-hmm. uh, and uh, he says oh this is amazing plastic surgery uh, have you seen the homeless man that I genetically plastic surgery more like wooden surgery hey uh, where were you when you, we were you want me to come and do some punch up on this <laughs> yeah maybe uh, so where, uh, have you met the homeless man that I genetically engineered to look an Alan Key I don't know where I've put him <laughs> that was the joke I wrote and I was so is that a joke angry at myself this is an Alan Key because people lose Key. Alan Keys you know no, I put mine back in the... All right, listen, I I thought it was going to work, and I was sad to write it, but then it didn't work, and I was pleased. I got to ask, was Glenn a mad scientist? Because he just can't figure out how to put the things together. <laughs> it's like, what's bad going dad. on? Bad dad in the, his house. Like, I mean, oh, man. Actually, one thing... Man, when I built my IKEA uh, dresser, it's a it's a nice dresser. It's mostly wood. Uh, has a glass top on it. It's great. It's great. Uh, Do you know the name? The IKEA name for it? Uh, I'm going to say like uh, the term, <laughs> the crump. These all feel like IKEA names. Yeah, yeah, the crump is. Uh, it's a very, crumpus. it's a very good thing. Uh, I like it a lot. Uh, when I was building it, because I built it all by myself, because I love building furniture. Seriously, if anyone needs me to build furniture for them, I'll do it. Uh, when I was building it, my girlfriend was like, "Hey, can I help you?" Yeah, sure, baby, come on, help me. And the first thing that uh, happens is uh, the biggest piece of wood falls on her foot. And uh, cuts it open. Is this the story that you teased earlier? No, no, no. Cause I'm glad my story happened like just a second ago. This is a. Uh, this is just me saying, hey, uh, you know, it would have been easier to put it together if I could read the instructions. <laughs> oh, the the instructions are pictorial mostly. Like you don't. It should actually be easier to read than if they were written. Yeah, but it's, it's Swedish pictures, so I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I mean, it doesn't make sense because uh, it's two men, and a man would never ask for help. Am I right, ladies? Anyway, uh, yeah, I'm still looking at my burger, so Edit points. Um, uh, <clears throat> hey, so I feel I- like we should rename this podcast "Edit Point." Yeah, I mean, I guess by de- by default, our audience will refer to it as that. Hey, did you listen to Edit Point the other day? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> also, we don't exist. <laughs> yes, yeah, we're all pictures. Um. So, hey, uh, I've, I've got a question. Mm-hmm. Ha- have any of you guys uh, stolen before? 
And again, we're fictitious characters, so it doesn't matter. Of uh, but yeah, you, have you stolen? What have you stolen? Have you had a history of stealing? Because I think um, a lot of like kids steal. Yep. Um, I, I just wonder if anyone has stories. First thing that. I remember stealing, uh, I was I think it was my heart Sorry, eight years old, um, and uh, uh, my mum had picked us up from the shops. Me, and my brother, and two sisters, and I was not not picked us up from the shops. Picked us up from school. Stopped at the shops on the way home, and we went to the shops. And um, as we were um, basically. As one was going through the checkout, I nicked like a Milky Way bar, and I kind of ducked out of the shops and went back to the car where my twelve-year-old, eleven-year-old sister, uh, older sister, was waiting. And as I got into the car, I was like, "Hey, hey, look at this!" And I showed her the Milky Way bar I had, and my older sister was like, "No, that's wrong. You shouldn't have done that." And she made me go back into the store and put it back. And I haven't really stolen anything since. Well, that was the last time. Yeah, I mean, I've stolen tons of, like, software and music and all that kind of shit. Yeah, that's but, not like, really, that's, yeah. that's fine. But not, like, actual physical things. No. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, was, I was deeply, deeply ashamed of it as a child. No, well, I, I, was I had a similar experience where, um, like, because I used to, after school, every day, I would, like, go to the, the store that was next to the school, and I would steal, uh, like, two candy bars. I'd put them down each leg of my pants, and then they would sit resting, like, on my ankle, and I would sort of, like, stiff-leggedly walk out of the store. And I would do that, like, every day after school. Uh-huh. Was this but- before bags existed? I, I didn't have a bag, I suppose. But yeah, I don't know. For some reason, I thought you this was... You stole a bag. That would have been way smarter. I mean, there's, I mm. needed you there. Oh, so the what time. kind of pants were you wearing? That they were like... Just were school they tra- pants. Like tracky pants? That no, they were like school ta- pants. Like, school like, pants. Had elastic at the bottom? Like, what was keeping the chocolate bars in there? That's why I would be stiff-legged. Because they would be resting on my ankle. And Seems I was very poorly thought out. Why do you put them in your pockets? I was a child. I don't know. I, it made sense. It made sense at the time. Uh, but so uh, at one point... That, I never got caught for those. But uh, at one point, I stole like a, like a 10 cent... Uh, you know, it's, it's sort of like collection of five pieces of chewing gum, little in sort of cellophane wrapping thing that mm-hmm. they used to be. I don't think they're even in stores anymore. Mm-hmm. So I saw one of those and I went home and I like bragged to my brother. I was like, yeah, I stole this gum. And he told my dad and my dad found, me, uh, found it and, uh, and sat me down and told me what a bad person I was and took me to the store and I had to sit with the manager and he was like, oh, you're going to go to prison and all this kind of stuff. And then I didn't steal anything else from the store ever again. Yeah. But then when I was 21... Uh, my dad was like, hey, I've got some stuff to tell you. Uh, and apparently he was a career criminal <laughs> oh. before I ever existed. Like, he, he initially worked for a bank and then he defrauded the bank because mm-hmm. he was like, yeah, I'm the smartest guy here. And then today he was not because they caught him. And then he went to prison for six months. When he was in prison, he met a bunch of people who, like, stole cars and then they formed a crew and then he got out and then he was, like, a car thief for a while. And then uh, he got caught for that, mm-hmm. went away for, like, two years, then met a bunch of, like, break and ender guys. And then he was like, oh, this is my new career. This is exactly, like, why criminalization doesn't work yeah. um, and then he came out and he did B&E's and, and whatnot for a while and then uh, got caught for that and then went away for like seven years I'm more of a fan of B&B's myself <laughs> yeah, it's crazy because they do B&E's all day now McDonald's <laughs> <laughs> But this is the thing. When he told me, I was just, like, mad that he'd, like, high-roaded me over the gum. Well, no, but he was I trying see to why stop you from making the same mistakes that he made. I can see why he's motivated for it, but yeah. I was just like, fuck you, buddy. Like, <laughs> I mean, Jazz, when he stole that gum, do you think that was, like, Wait, a, the what first... would you have preferred? That he, like, encouraged you as a small child to he keep stealing? He could have been stealing? like, I've been down this road and been honest about it, but he was like, oh, I'm an honest gentleman. Yeah, but, well, how old were you again? Oh, I, I probably would have been, like, eight or nine, I, don't I guess. Know. Yeah, like... 
I mean, I mean, I can see why he didn't want a tough road because tied into that story is he had a previous family that I never knew about as well. Fucking hell! Yeah, like he he like uh, he was together with this woman. Uh, she was pregnant, and then he went away for the B and E's for like seven mm-hmm. years. And uh, apparently, like uh, she came and, and and met him in prison and went, "Listen, you're going away for seven years. Uh, just so you know, well, this baby is not your baby anymore. That's that." And then I never knew about it until my parents were getting divorced. And one time I would, like said something like positive about my dad. And my mother was driving a car. And she just turned around and went, you know he has another family, right? Oh, and, shit. And I just assumed that was something she made up until mm-hmm. he sat me down and was like, yeah, blah, blah, blah. I was, a, I was a criminal. Anyway, I was just thinking about that story today. So we... So he stole hey guys. a whole new <laughs> fucking Christ. So he I, stole look, a whole- I, 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 I apologize for any mean thing I've ever said to you. <laughs> You've had a fucked life. Oh, that, I mean, that's just one. Some, that's that's the least of my, my troubles. <laughs> but good material for our roast battle. Yeah, for sure. I was just, yeah, I was just thinking, just so you know. I, I don't want to apologize. I stand by everything I've said. You, I think, <laughs> as you should, you performed admirably tonight in the roast battle. Oh, thank you. Yeah, like, I came in very confident, and uh, after his first joke, I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> to be fair, this uh, this rough upbringing really makes sense of the racist tattoo you have on your chest. <laughs> <laughs> For the podcast listeners, uh, yeah, I, uh, I wrote on my chest today, uh, or I got, got my girlfriend to write on my chest today uh, in huge letters, in, in permanent markers. That's going to be there for a, at least a week. Mm. Uh, Sonny Yang is Burmese for You did, dumb you did ask yeah. me what my nationality was. Yeah, a couple of days ago, I was like, hey, we'll what, put a what, picture on the website. what ethnicity? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> put that one on the website. <laughs> what ethnicity uh, are you? And he was like, is this the Rose Battle? I was like, mm, all right. It's, I mean, you got me rumbled. <laughs> <laughs> that might have been my best joke. Uh, so do you think this uh, stealing that one pack of gum took you on your Joker-like descent into madness that you see yourself in today, much like the Joker from the Suicide Squad. <laughs> oh, I've got to be the Jared Leto version? That's, yeah, because he's the most... horribly insulting, my friend. He's the most fucked up. I mean, he's, he's the worst actor, he- for sure. Oh, yes. Oh, man, that hand tattoo is very frustrating. It is hilarious. <laughs> oh. What's the hand tattoo? Oh, you, know, so- you know that, uh, that uh, little yeah, mustache, mustache tattoo? tattoo yeah, imagine yeah. if uh, he did this... Uh, Oh, but it's constant speaking. Anyway, I imagine he did this. <laughs> oh, we're back in the room. Anyway, basically, it's their deconstruction of the Joker's famous large grin from the comics. Oh, I yeah. see. So he's just got some big, tooth, and, a big toothy grin that he just and, puts up. And in did front. Jared Leto actually get this tattooed on his hand? I don't fucking know. Because he did a bunch of other like, like method acting shit, where he was like sending other cast members like used condoms and stuff to like really get into the mind of a fucking degenerate. Yeah, which to me is like not anywhere as near as degenerated as no. the Joker. It's just kind but, of a uh, But also move. it is an actual sex crime. Like, you can't is just... Is it a sex crime to send... Yeah, I oh, think I if you send is. someone semen in the mail, yeah. that's not okay. What if you send them... What if you, like, retrieve and send them their own semen? I, fuck, I don't know. I'm not a lawyer, but it's, it's not good. I mean, that's not a positive thing to do. But, but I think if you... If so, you, have you watched the film, by the way? No. You should not. 
Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I uh, I downloaded it because I, I refused to send the wrong message to the studio. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fuck you, corporations. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but no, it's. I mean, it was actually it was okay. It wasn't mm-hmm. uh, appalling. Like I think there was a lot of uh, people sort of. Uh, go oh on, yeah, like going off on like no, because yeah. the fucking ner- comic book nerds. Are yeah. just look, I haven't ridiculous. seen like any of those. Like I haven't seen Batman vs Superman or whatever. Like I watched that the other day. Actually, I yeah. imagine those films are not that bad. Actually, they're not that bad. Yeah, They're I mean, just- Zack Snyder for all his other like overindulgences like you know he can direct in a engaging action scene if nothing else yeah um yeah I yeah just, i would say that like, that was the yeah. strength but of honestly the i you know i watch like i don't know 20 films a year and so yeah, like 20 films a year yeah i watch you a lot did, more tv you, i don't play a like lot studied more. film though yeah so yeah look i've seen I, a lot of movies so you burn yourself yeah. out yeah. or Movies at the cinemas or like movies just in general? Oh, in general. Like, I'm just I'm just super lazy with watching films. Like, I watch uh, the first half hour of a film and I'll be like, ah, I'll watch the rest of this later. So, you don't even have one playing in the background while you do something else? Or? No, I usually listen to podcasts while I do other stuff. Oh, yeah. okay. Such as. Play video games. Oh, I know. I was going to be like, such as such other podcasts. Like oh, right. Okay. Cartoon. Uh, it's a great cartoon about podcast. Pod- ca- cartoon is cartoons. a competing podcast podcast that we have. Um, yeah, no, yeah. never heard of that one. Uh, um, I'll tell you what I am a fan of is Carcast. Carcast. Yeah, the the one real the episode never to be <laughs> seen, <laughs> released, never to be heard podcast. Uh, in which you, me, and Andrew Portelli drove to a doomed D- festival. Yep. Uh, and and I, you guys it was mostly just me talking to an imagined audience a hundred years in the future, explaining oh, technology. That's right. Yeah, uh, and you were really, really, and exciting. trying to make it as unfunny and as like you succeeded, my friend. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. But I mean, that was that's what I was trying to do. So yeah. no, 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 yeah, that was job, um, job done. Okay, so other podcasts I listen to. Um, my my favorite podcast. Where are you a fan of this one as well? Is is my brother, my brother, and me. Oh yeah, um, I have listened to it. I, yeah. it. It can't. It hasn't made it into my rotation. Yeah, uh, once it once it gets it hooks. It, I mean, I don't know. Maybe you've just got to like. Maybe it's got to be a fan of the the the, the, the brothers McElroy. The brothers McElroy. That mm. particular kind of energy that they have. Um, I recommend. Have you have I ever recommended you to watch a, a YouTube series called Monster Factory? I think you have, uh, which, but I don't remember. Yeah, this. well, it's two of the brothers McElroy. Okay, um, basically taking video games that have character creation systems and then making the most fucked characters they can and then playing the video games in such a way as to try to, like, sort of break it. And I, I don't know, wh- like, what it is. I mean, I love that podcast, but that video series is honestly, to me, the funniest thing in the I entire world. I think I actually world. have watched one of these. Yeah, mm. I think I think you sent this to me. Um, yeah. yeah, it was pretty fun. I think I was still smoking weed at the time, which really yeah, helped. Yeah, blazing ganja, that oh, cheap, yeah. cheap, kush, kush, hey, oh, 420. What does uh, Bad Dad think of this? Uh, you know, I don't really see my kids that much, so... What they do <laughs> <laughs> After the divorce, not really, so I mean, what they do is up to them. As long as, you know, I don't end up buying it off of them in a few years when I'm really down a, a dark, dark time. I've also you know. recently been listening to uh, Malcolm Gladwell's podcast, Revisionist History. Oh, yeah, a lot of people have been sharing that. Yep. Yeah, it yep. seems like that's probably pretty sweet. It's pretty sweet. I mean, there's been a little bit of controversy over his sort of research methods, and I think this is a criticism of Malcolm Gladwell generally, that he kind of connects ideas in a way which isn't necessarily, like, they seem intuitively true, but don't necessarily hold up to scrutiny if you kind right. of take a wider view of them. But that yeah, makes, but those that outliers, makes sense, right? <laughs> Those are all outliers, right? <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, hey, so we, we've kind of moved away from it, but I really would like you to tell the story of uh, comedians and coffee getting cars. Wait, wait, wait can I... Uh, can oh, I- yeah, Rory's got a story. No, All right, Rory, let's, let's hear a Rory story. Is Rory, is, it an, Rory. is this Rory story an allegory? Uh, Rory? Yeah, it takes place in a Montessori. <laughs> oh! Yeah. Uh, it's not that at all. It's, it's not the story I'm planning, actually. I want to tell you the first time that I stole something. Ooh. Uh, so, sorry. Uh, it actually happened. Is the story as good as uh, Finding Dory? Uh, <laughs> it'd be a lot better because that movie was. This is uh, beginning boring. to be a bit of a chory. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what did I steal? A kiss. <laughs> anyway, uh, that's what I had planned ever since he said stealing something. I sat right. in my chair. No, no, I yeah. It was worth the well wait. Played. Well played. Worth yeah, the wait, my yeah. friend. Uh, all right, My so heart's a flutter. Comedians and coffee getting cars. Uh, all right, so comedians and coffee getting cars. Um, one evening, it was Yumi and Glenn. I believe you were there as well. We were out back behind. Oh, behind Metro. Behind Metro's. Metro City. Yep. Is that a fringe? Um, no, I think this was before we went and saw Beth Stelling. Uh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so I think we'd come from maybe the Laugh Resorts. And then we were hanging out behind metros, not doing anything illegal, um, joking each other off, and... Um, for money. For money. <laughs> were we paying each other? <laughs> yeah, that's right. That? No, yeah. it's like... It's trickle like down a, economics. <laughs> um, it's like one of those down, games... Or like trickle down, yeah, trickle down, yeah. That's pretty good. <laughs> it's like one of those games where there's very dice at a wall, and like everyone like puts money on the ground. Yep, yep. So if we could, like, a... And then, and then you can and come then you 5-0, 5-0, and everyone scatters. Can't let you be that badly. Yep. Uh, and so anyway, we were just hanging out, and I said, <laughs> hey, imagine if there was a show called Comedians in Coffee Getting Cars. And you killed. <laughs> which comedians sat in coffee and watched the film Cars and just really got it. And everyone laughed, me mostly. Sure. Um, and then we went to, this, went to this gig where we went and saw um, Beth Selling perform. And uh, we told the other comedians at that gig, uh, not including Beth Selling, uh, she, I don't think it wanted to have anything to do with I any know. of us. Sorry to interrupt you there, Movia. Apparently, Elliot Turner has posted on uh, the event page for tonight's show. Ooh. Has the gig finished yet? If not, when does if and I'm training to the city now? When did he post this? Please say it was five minutes ago. <laughs> One hour ago. <laughs> <laughs> And no um, one's responded yet, but um, yeah. Well, well, keep us posted. Yeah, say say we're here until midnight. <laughs> <laughs> say we're here until two a.m. Uh, so anyway, back to wait, wait. What's Glenn's got Glenn? something? Glenn, update. No, I just I thought I thought I saw him share the event and post that he was here watching it. So was he here or not? No, he was not here. No, I think we would have noticed. Have you texted that girl back yet, Glenn? He's um, con- you're considering it, right? Just literally, just say, uh, "Are you free on Thursday night? Do you want to come?" Hang on. Uh, yeah. So he he's got his attending thing an hour ago, watching funny cunts with American accents tell dick jokes. So is he here or not? He was not here. I was not here. I think he's constructing would, a, a fictional narrative. I would feel a disturbance in the force. <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, back to... Uh, um, so yeah, then we um, talked to this... About the, I, I think I also posted it to Facebook. Yeah, that, that became a crusher, that, crusher post. And I think I got, you know, 50-odd likes on that one. Uh, and then um, this friend of mine, um, Chris, who was um, 
doing some work for this, uh, basically organizing this festival at UWA, which is between, uh, basically it was, there was this like conference, um, and then like in between, actually I think it was two conferences on the day between, they were doing this thing called Cringe, which is the uh, creative research into new genres of experimentation festival. And he was, was like Cringe Fest The Cringe Festival uh, And he was like Hey do you want to actually do Comedians and Coffee Getting Cars And um, And I was like Yeah okay I mean if someone gives you An opportunity to do The dumbest idea You've ever had You have you, to do you've it You've got to take that You've got to take that opportunity uh, And so Yeah basically I asked um, Andrew Portelli If he wanted to Wanted to do it with me And he was On board straight away Because I mean, Why would you not? When be? an idea like that comes along, you gotta you gotta latch onto it, and um, and so yeah, actually, like, in fact, like a, about a week before it was due to happen, I had been kind of stressed out with work and hadn't really put any planning into it, and I was like, ah, shit, uh, I can't do this, and like wrote him an email to say like, hey guys, I'm really sorry, I've got to pull out, and then I told told Andrew my decision, it was like, no, no, we've we've got to do this. Send him an email saying we're going to do it. And uh, and so we did, and we put it on, and there was an audience of about twelve people who sat for uh, like an hour and fifty six minutes, which is the duration which is the of the running film time. Yeah, cars, as Andrew and I sat in a kiddie pool full of uh, brackish water and Nescafe, watching watching the film Cars on a screen that the audience couldn't see, while we provided a commentary of it. And uh, actually, yeah, as somebody who attended it, mm. like it was really a fun experience watching. Because I don't think people really knew what was coming up next. Like, there were sort of multiple things happening all yeah. day. And watching them watch you uh, just sort of drag a kiddie pool up there <laughs> and then just tubs of water and yeah. then just emptying in large tins of Nescafe into this kiddie pool and then getting in the kiddie pool was yeah. really a wonderful experience. Just, just the confu- the just sheer confusion yeah. on their face. And that, that only increased as the show proper, I mm. guess, began. Yeah, it was probably the closest thing to performance art I've ever been a part of. Mm. Um, certainly more artistically valid than any of my stand-up material. Um, hey, yeah, that sweet nanny material. Uh, I mean, got, it's, actually, got a, it's actually legitimately got really got funny. Got a great new chunk on the nanny. It's, uh, it's yeah, and topical. Can I try something tight. that I've been trying for, like, ever since I saw someone comment on the post? Oh, Mr. Mulvey! <laughs> 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 Mr. Moving. <laughs> and then, so how did you get involved with Disconnect Festival with that same show? Because uh, not many people were there to see Comedians and Coffee the first time. So. Uh, no, and certainly did, not many did, people were there to see it at Disconnect either. Well, how did the notoriety grow to the point that you got invited um, to that festival? I think, I think well, Bonnie, Bonnie Davis approached uh, Andrew and I about doing it. Um, I think, you know, like a, like a couple of weeks, if that, beforehand. And I think it was just sort of like, you know, she'd seen photos and seen it being posted about on Facebook and it's you know it's the kind of thing that it's a dumb enough idea that people go like ha ah, that's funny um, and so yeah I think they just had like a you know some some program space that was going spare or they had a room to do something like that and so they you know gave us gave us a couple of free tickets and said give it a crack and what was really interesting to me was like the difference in tone between the first performance and oh, the yes. second because the first one you and Andrew were just sort of going through riffing on it it was pretty mm. funny yeah. for a, a lot of it like it was it was really actually quite enjoyable you guys getting really good like sort of quips out yep. uh, about cars mm-hmm. um, and then for the second one you apparently got into just like trying to 
sort people's lives out well, who were so, in the audience. Yeah, what what happened with the second one? Because I left. I left is, on the second one. I was like, yeah. this is not something I'm going to hang well, out for. What happened with the second one? It was, it was kind of this like vague idea that we were just kind of going to be set up all day like as a kind of continual performance as people right. were like filtering out of the, the, like, the comedy hall area. Um, but like there was no easy way for us to set up a pool there and get water into it. So we ended up having to set up in this like undercroft area where there was a tap nearby. Mm, um, it's like almost an alcove yeah, as people yeah. might leave. And by yeah. the time that we had the pool full of water, it was like, you know, night time and there was no lighting out there. So essentially we were using these like blue, um, like spotlight kind of things that were like battery powered. Yeah, when so- you started, I was holding one, mm-hmm. and then like after about ten minutes, I got an audience member. I was like, "Hey, could you hold this for yeah. a second? And then I just ran away. Yeah, and then uh, I don't know how long he continued lighting. Yeah, you. we also didn't have a sound system or a television or anything like that set up. So we were watching it on like an eight-inch tablet that I had, <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, which the audience also could not hear at all. Like at sure. least in the first performance, people could hear the film. Um, and so we're in this undercroft area. It's quite dark. There's these like pale blue lights that are illuminating us. And then we also have torches that we were kind of initially. Almost what like happened a ghost was story, like underlining. Yeah, so the audience filtered out of the the whatever show was on before us, um, which I think might have been like. You know, Bogan Bingo. Maybe it was Bogan Bingo. I, I can't remember. But it was like sort of the latest comedy show of the night. Right. So you know, like you know, with the best acts and whatever. Uh, and so the audience kind of filtered out past us, and me and Andrew were standing there with lights, like holding them under our faces, illuminating us as classic ghost ghost story style. And a lot of people were just like, "What the fuck is this?" And just kept walking. And in the end, we had about I don't know, eight people stuck around. <laughs> <laughs> and so we got in the pool. And we started watching the film and started trying to comment on it, but no one was really that engaged or that interested in what was going on. So we just kind of, after about 10 minutes, switched to just kind of talking to the audience. And it turned out like everyone who was there, who had enough spare time to watch us. Yeah, no, well, I can't. I'm just, it's distracting. Oh, I'm anyway, sorry. Okay, I'm trying so, to something up for after you. So, so, okay, oh, so. Uh, I'm sorry, I would do that ad, except the uh, problem is, I don't know how it went, because, uh, no, All right, any free point. Anyway, continue. Um, sorry. So, <laughs> it turned out that basically, like, everyone who had time enough to sit there and watch us sitting in a fucking paddle pool full of coffee, uh, were also experiencing, like, all so, manner of relationship problems. Right. So, it kind of, like, one guy had just had, like, a huge fight with his girlfriend and was like, going and watching this because he didn't want to be around it because he thought if he was they'd end up breaking up another guy so you almost like a refuge for, for people for lost souls for wastrels wastrels of the heart and kind of like how in, uh, in Cars when Lightning McQueen went to the uh, the city in the desert it was a town hmm? it, wasn't, it wasn't a city in the desert well, I mean, it was a small town well, he's I mean, watched it at least a, twice <laughs> I've seen it more than twice uh, why? because sometimes it's just on you know when you live with kids you don't live with kids. <laughs> I used to live with kids. Like in an orphanage? Yeah. Uh, sorry, I didn't want to get He's a bad this. dad. Yeah. So, of course. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> anyway, uh, I bought it because it's called Cars and I thought it'd be about fucking Utes. Yeah, V8s, yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway. So, anyway, these lost souls. So, anyway, these lost souls. Um, there was one guy who told a story about how he'd recently broken off an engagement because uh, he realized, like, he and his girlfriend were having this, or he and his fiance, rather, were having a fight about a colander, and he had this moment of realization, like, fi- like if we're fighting about this, like, it's never going to end. Like, oh, this wow. is not going to be a... That's a serious realization. Yeah. and he was, like, a really, he was, like, a really thoughtful guy, um, and then he revealed that he was uh, going on a trip 
soon to Japan. Um, and then the guy who was like on the outs with his girlfriend was also going on a trip to Japan. And it says like the guy who was like on the outs with his girlfriend was like, yeah, we should, we should meet up. And the other guy, like, like the first guy who was like, had just had a fight with his girlfriend was a bit like, kind of guy and this other guy was like really thoughtful and stuff and he could tell like it's like yeah uh, we, we, we might uh, both have had yeah, conflict yeah but with i don't, don't want to meet up with you in japan yeah but we're not the same people um and yeah just kind of went around the went around the horn talking to like all these people and everyone was having like weird relationship issues so it kind of turned into this group therapy session that andrew and i were moderating <laughs> um yeah no, it makes I, I, sense though because when your life's you know, in strife. Mm. There's only, you know... There's else, only cars. Who else can you turn to but two men in their late 20s, semi-naked, <laughs> sitting in a... <laughs> a waiting pool. Yeah, exactly. Full of coffee. That's, yeah. That's right. Just that visage in itself is just... It screams, you know, just contentment and... Just, yeah, you're just at peace with everything that's yeah. around you. Like, there's yeah. no need for... Hey, yeah. can I try out this joke I've been working on on Twitter? I thought it would really go well. Uh, we just got the right. signal from Wade to cut the podcast. Okay. Right. Uh, right, we'll do this joke and then we'll go. All right, cool. Uh, here's my impression of... This better go well. <laughs> Owen Wilson. Wow. Yas Queen. <laughs> Ciao. <laughs> Sorry, wait, I got it wrong. Wait. Yas McQueen. <laughs> Yo, boy. Also, the story is that I fell off my bike on the way to HJ and I wasn't wearing a helmet and I uh, basically rolled and I hurt myself. Uh, there's more to it, but you know what? Uh, good night, folks. I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean. So I think that was a pretty good episode overall. Pretty fun. Uh, you know, you can uh, don't forget to uh, rate and subscribe uh, to us on iTunes. Leave a review if you feel up to it. Uh, we uh, we'd appreciate any help uh, you guys can give, or you know, go to the website, follow me uh, on uh, all various social medias at uh, Infinite Jez. Um, comedians and coffee getting cars. Uh, I'm assuming will never happen again uh, because it has not been nothing but a tragedy. But um, it was truly an experience worth having like there was some there was some quotes i wrote down on the first one uh that i went to um what were they um when cars because obviously the world of cars is 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 the movie like everyone's a car uh so when cars commit suicide uh do they just uh sit in their own garage running um Comedians in coffee getting cars, like speaking about about what they were doing uh, at the time. Uh, Andrew Portelli says, uh, when does something stop being a performance and just start being a thing that is happening? Uh, and uh, later on, uh, Ben Mulvey uh, referred to it as an exercise in hubris, if there ever was one. Uh, it really was very fun from like a, 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 a viewer of the viewer's perspective i'm not sure how great it was for the people who were just watching the show with no level of irony to it uh but it uh yeah it was it was it was really fun um so guys that's that's the episode for this week uh thanks so much for uh, for for tuning in and, and listening through all the way uh i know uh there's probably some people who uh who don't make it all the way through an episode and uh, to those people i say fuck you and and, and eat my dick uh, i can say that because they're not listening right now the people who are listening you guys are wonderful, and, and I love you. 
with all my heart and uh, genitals. Uh, so, guys, that's that's it for the episode uh, for a brief interviews with Hideous Men uh, for one more week. Uh, we'll we'll uh, we'll see you next Monday or whenever you listen to the podcast. Perhaps at some point at a future undetermined time. Um, signing off uh, from episode five. Uh, of brief interviews with hideous men. Uh, episode five: uh, a slow death march towards poverty. Uh, see you next week. But this long line of cars is trying to get through, and this long line of cars. Is all because of you We don't wonder where we're going Or remember where we've been We've got to keep this traffic flowing And accept a little sin So this long line of cars Will never have an end Long line of cars keeps coming around the bend. of Sacramento to the freeways of LA We've got to keep this fire burning and accept a little gray So this long line of cars is trying to break free And this long Because of me There's a long